It's Jen the Builder. <laughs> and Corey. I wasn't ready for that one. The song just kind of took me away. Oh, okay. Well, right on. <laughs> hey, everybody. So good to have you here. So good to be here. Right. I was looking forward to this today. Actually, it's our middle of the week episode, and this is where we keep things a little light. And I have to tell you, I was going back through some episodes because we are now doing a throwback Thursday on my Instagram page, Jen the Builder underscore Elevate. And I'm just kind of taking a quote from an episode from before or just sharing like, hey, you guys need to hear this episode. Right, right. So we are in the month of February, of course, Black History Month. And we had some really great episodes around that. It was really cool to play it back. And I was like, wow, I sound so smart. And you want to know why? Not that I'm not smart, but... That's when I was editing. Like there were no mistakes grammatically, <laughs> no deep breaths, no funny snorts or anything like that. Right, right. No, I totally remember those <laughs> days, but those were extremely long nights and extremely long edits after a yeah, podcast. Yeah. They're actually hard on the body for people who do social media full time, YouTube edit, all that stuff. Man, much props. It's (laughs) crazy hard. I've done probably five to seven videos and trying to do the editing and the recording and the uh, having enough content to to film. Kudos to you who are out there doing it and doing it well. I I, I don't know. I just don't know. And make it look easy. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah. So. Speaking of easy, we're going to take it easy a little bit here and go through our wonderful book on 3,000 Questions About Me, which is so fitting because this month we're talking about relationships and we're starting off with relationships with ourselves. I'm excited about a couple of guests that we're going to have on um, the the podcast this month because it's so fitting that I'm using that word fitting again. Everything's fitting. Everything is fitting. And I need to get all my clothes in my closet fitting. Oh, my. No, seriously. That's like a huge topic for women who are going back to the office. And I don't know if men talk about this, but women do. They're insecure. They're feeling some kind of way because they put on some weight. Clothes don't fit them the same. What are we going to do? Oh, we've got a couple months. I'm going on a crash diet right now. It's intense. So I've noticed that men do talk about those things. They just have a different way of bringing it up uh-huh. and then they have a different way of dismissing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as emotional because I've heard, I've heard women talk about okay. it and it, it can get, you know, pretty deep and intense, but men are kind of on the, the, the track of, Oh man, I need to stop eating so much. And that's it. Or, yeah, next week I'm hitting the gym hard. And it's only it's only mentioned it. Yeah, it's only mentioned about a week. It's not like I'm going back, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do women are very detailed about how they're going oh, to yeah. approach their life change and life uh alterations. Yeah. What I love about women when you've got a good community, they'll support you, right? They'll say, Oh, don't worry about it, girl. Everyone's gained weight. Did you know that the average person in America has gained 30 pounds in the last two years. So they'll encourage and that, and they will uplift. And I'm like, but we don't listen to our own advice. Right. Right. The thing that bothers me about men 
is like, so we have a very strange way of supporting one another when, when it's, you know, about weight and, and health. Mm-hmm. So they're quick to call you out if you're losing weight or looking good. But it's it's kind of like the weird backstabbing thing when you're gaining weight. You know, like, oh, man, you see how much weight he picked up? <laughs> it's like... Right. If you maybe women are the same way. Oh, really? Like, oh no, she didn't wear that outfit from two years ago. Oh wow! (laughs) No, some women are like that, you know. Or this is the worst when you're talking to someone and you're already feeling some kind of way. So who knows? Maybe it's a story you're telling yourself. But I promise you, they look you up and down a couple of times, and then their eyes kind of stay where you're the most insecure because you know that's where you've gained the most weight. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not even going to try to hide this, are you? You're just going <laughs> to check me out and speak to me with your eyes. He's going to look at my muffin top, and you ain't going <laughs> to even look away. <laughs> right, right. So uh, that's all around the word fitting. Isn't that funny how that happens? Absolutely. Okay, so pick a number, one through 3,000. One th- oh, wow, that's a huge number. Yeah, it's a big book. Okay, 40. 4-0. I know why you picked 40. Why? Because you're saying goodbye to your 40s this year. Oh, Genevieve. I'm just saying subconscious stuff there. Okay, so what is the number one thing people are always asking you for help with? Me, personally? Is such it is a perfect question for February, actually. Yeah. What's the number one thing people are always asking you for help with? Uh, usually something about writing music, playing music, singing music, or which I don't mind. I mean, that's what I do. That's what I love to do. I'm not complaining at all. As a matter of fact, I kind of get excited. I get geeked up when I when someone asks me about, you know, can you help me with, can you do this? Can you do that? Now, if they're putting too much of a load on me and it's more like I'm just doing it all, then I might be like, uh, maybe, yeah. that, maybe that's a bit much. Uh huh. For me, <laughs> people are a trip. So I'll start a project, um, or talk about something. And what they ask me to help them with is, Oh, maybe you can do it this way because, it would really help me out or it would benefit me. Like instead of having it this day, can you do it on this day? You know, a lot of, and I'm not being disrespectful, but it's special accommodations. Right. And so to try to appease everyone that's in the group, that's hard. Right. So it's like, they want to do it, but you can help me by making it easier for me this way. Mm. You know, and what I love, though, is a lot of the suggestions they give me, I end up implementing uh, in in ways that I think work for the group. Right. So that is that answer. Another thing I noticed when we did our episodes from before is this right here. Every day. that was so random but i enjoy hearing uh the the song throughout the episode okay okay and sometimes guys you just have to do that as we're talking about a relationship with self there are just some things you think of in that moment and it's not gonna hurt anyone to do it but we overthink it so like for example right then and there i'm like 
I could have thought, well, that was a weird transition or that was so random or people are going to think like, what the heck is going on? Right. And you just do it to say, I did something that was going to be fun for me. Yeah. Right. I'm, I, I'm guilty. I've done that before. I have uh, picked up a radio, not a radio, but like the my phone and connected it to the Bluetooth just random because I really wanted to hear a song right then and I didn't want to wait. Uh-huh. And just played it, you know. As a matter of fact, true story. You're not going to believe this, but uh, my department just moved to a new area, right. and so I am sitting in a cubicle. And when I say the cubicle is huge, it's huge. It's huge. Um, but we have partners, desk partners, yeah. and so my desk partner is clearly six feet away from me, much more than that. But he loves, and when I say loves, loves Madonna. So I told him, I said, "Hey, man." <laughs> we're going to have a Madonna day. And I said, on yes. this Madonna day, we're going to not only play Madonna, we are going to sing and we're going to dance. And everyone that doesn't like it, we're not going to say anything. We're just going to turn it up a little bit louder. Right. Every time someone says something, and before you know it, it'll be sky high and we'll be over there just having a grand old time. Now, of course, we have to do this during lunch and possibly after work. Um, but just random. And so... I said, I'm going to play Madonna right now. And I just whipped out the Bluetooth, whipped out the phone, and oh. Borderline came on. And I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must have had so much fun. Yeah, we did. Borderline is one of my favorite Madonna songs. I liked her during that time more. Yeah, like that time we period younger. was good music yeah. for her. Material Girl, Lucky Star. Yeah. All that stuff. And I could sing them all, I'm sure. But I won't. Don't worry. I won't. <laughs> so I have a story to tell you actually, Corey. Um, and I didn't tell you this because we got so busy when you got home, but you know, I obviously for our listeners, I work from home and someone broke into our garage. I actually let the door open a little bit. And so I heard something and I Are went out serious? there. Yeah. Okay. And I'm looking around and I didn't really see anything missing. And the only reason why I noticed it is because I put my limbo stick by the garage door and it's not there. So who, whoever that was that came in our garage took my limbo stick. Uh. Yeah, it was pretty low of them. (laughs) 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 Okay, so the point of that was this. Is fun and laughter is so key as you're getting to know yourself, love yourself, <laughs> appreciate yourself. So I'm looking like, <laughs> you didn't tell me nobody broke in my garage, number one. Number two, when did you get a limbo stick? Right. <laughs> That's when you realize, like, oh, she's Yeah, she's this something. is going way sideways. Yeah. So I love that. Um, and I will do that for my resiliency, for me being comfortable with no one laughing at me but me. I'll just share a silly joke. Yeah. And some people get it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And some people don't. And that's okay too. That's okay too. So fun and humor, fun and laughter are key. Do you have any funny stories? I do. I have lots of funny stories, but I'm not going to tell one because that was a pretty good joke. And that was a good <laughs> funny. Um, I am going to jump into something else that uh, just really kind of struck me. Um, For those of you that know 
I really, really do love Black History Month. Not just because I'm Black, but because it's an opportunity for me to really focus and hone in on the history of Black people. Um, I'm going to say this. I don't just study Black history. I study all history. But in the month of February, I get real, real deep into Black history because it's the month of Black history. I want to read a quote that I came across by the one and only Dr. Martin Luther King. And his quote says, Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Now, that was said during the Civil Rights Movement. However, that's applicable in any situation. And so if you get a moment to just really think about that quote and really apply it to every scenario in life that we have injustices, I think you'll understand exactly what he was talking about. And he didn't make that specific to just black people, like I said. But what he did was he made this quote just feel feel really close to home for any time injustice is done. And I'm going to read it one more time so you'll get the the gist of it once, once again. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We've been experiencing some forms of injustice, and it's time to acknowledge that and understand that it's not just happening there. It's happening everywhere. It's a threat to, uh, to justice everywhere when that happens. I'm not going to go into detail about anything. Just really want us to think about that. Take that to heart. Thank you for sharing that with us, Corey. Because uh, as we're learning about self, things that are important to you should be things that you speak on, right? Like Absolutely. using your voice and yeah. things like that. I'm going to take us on a little bit of a journey and take ourselves, you and I, and anyone listening back in time. Okay. Because when we do that, it really connects who we are and it reminds us of who we were. And so there are some things that we might have suppressed, things that we feel like, oh, we're too adult for. Right. Um, and I just, so I'm going to ask you a question um, and two questions regarding our our younger years. Um, so the first one is, is if you were to put a picture of your five-year-old self on the fridge and had to describe what that picture displays or what it means to you, what would it be? Five-year-old self. A ball of energy, electricity. You could just see the hyperactivity all over my face. I'm smiling so intense that I have crow's feet in my eyes. <laughs> and the, I've created dimples, because, and I don't have dimples naturally. <laughs> but I was just so wired as a kid. And just, man, let me tell you, I live probably four miles away from the school, my elementary school. Uh-huh. And... I would literally run to school every day and run home every day. And I needed to just get that energy out. So you could just tell I'm, I'm about to tear some stuff up because I just look like I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you still have that same kind of energy? No, I, I have a high amount of energy, but I, it's not as 
untamed. It might, that energy was just untamed. I, it's so insane. I, I think about my poor parents and how many times they told me to stop running. Stop running in the house. Stop jumping in the house. Don't jump on the bed. Don't jump on the sofa. <laughs> and then when I'm outside, I'm climbing trees. And I'm like at the wow. tip top of the tree. I'm climbing gates and walls. So, yeah, I gave them fits. Nice. That would be a good idea for us to go on a nature walk. Like, I'm not saying climb a tree. I was about to say, you got you nature walk out of that? Yeah, you love to be outside. Yeah, I do. And do things. I don't like camping, but I like to be outside. <laughs> what would your five-year-old self uh, display? What would you get out of that five-year-old so here's the picture I have. I remember five years old very vividly. Believe it or not, I was a very quiet, shy, timid young girl. I don't believe it. I promise. Anyone who knows me from that time will tell you this. Uh, very much a daddy's girl. Very much like a princess. So if I were to draw a picture of myself, I'd be in pink a lot of Sanrio stuff. My bed had the canopy with the ruffles and everything. I was always very clean. You know, if I played outside, which was very rare because they didn't want me to hurt myself. I'm not kidding. Like I was that kid. Wow. Yeah. And I just always looked at people and like my older cousins and stuff like that. And actually it was at a young age that I picked up on other languages because I just listened to everyone and I ended up learning one of the Filipino dialects because of it. Wow. Uh-huh. Never would have guessed that one. <laughs> that would be me. So I guess some of the things I, I would love to bring back is my five-year-old self, although I feel very much in tune with that, that person or, you know, from back then. Um, I think, I don't, I'd like to learn more languages. I love language. Mm. Even when, you know, we go, we read the Bible. I love learning it in the original language it was written in because it gives it so much more meaning, you know? So that's what I'd like to bring back. And I'd like to say about my younger self, um, I'm, I've changed a great deal. And so I can honestly say that I'm not who I used to be. But I'm not who I want to be yet either. And so I'm growing to be that person that I want to be. And although I had a ball of energy and a, and a ton of just hyperactivity going on, um, I will say this. I'm looking forward to when I'm just really, really mellow and not working so hard after I've accomplished some things that I really wanted to accomplish. Right. Something I look forward to. Because even though you're not, climbing trees you are a ball of energy like i've even told i tell you all the time like can you slow it down like when we're out and about or when you're driving i can totally see that yes like you're just <laughs> getting from point a to point b so fast but anyway so i think you've definitely kept that part but i'm with you i look forward to when we can chill out yeah. a little bit okay so next question and again for those listening, answer with us. Please. Um, and yeah, do this with us because it's not all about us. This not is at all. Really about the community and growing together. So what are some false truths and old beliefs that you were brought up with um, that may add to maybe some of the stresses or distress 
you experience as an adult? I don't know about if it brought stresses, but what I really was angry about as a child, well, as I grew up, but I learned as a child was my parents were extremely superstitious. Like they mm. had these, I mean, and I don't know if this is just a, a, a Midwest or as my mom used to say, a down home way of thinking, but I, I'm just not a superstitious person in that way. And and I get the black cats and ladders and stuff like that. But my mom would tell me like, if you're washing dishes and you get your, the front of your clothes wet, you're going to go to jail. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> What? I don't know if that's a superstition, Corey, or just a lie. What? To keep your clothes <laughs> from getting wet. It, it could possibly be both, but I know for a fact that more people have heard that and talked about it. Oh. Um. If if you sweep, if you're sweeping the floor, and you sweep somebody's feet, something bad's gonna happen. It's just uh. a. But it was. A, a bunch of things continuous and it was like every time we were doing Everybody something you did something yeah i was like oh don't do that because if you do this <laughs> this will happen oh don't do that and right. of course the, the breaking of the mirrors and glass and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and i know it wasn't just glass but um you know how many people break mirrors do you know how much bad luck would right. be in the, in the earth if every time somebody broke a mirror it was uh-huh. bad it just doesn't add up so I, I just really got frustrated with that as a young adult. And then as a, an, an adult, I decided, you know, for our children, not teaching them all this stuff. This is just pointless. So, yeah. And we didn't. And I didn't know that about your upbringing. No wonder why. Like, so I'll say, oh, it's a sign. Right? You just look at me like, oh, God. Yeah, I'm like, nah, it wasn't a sign. <laughs> that just happened. It just is what it is. Oh, I get it. Um my grandmother on my mom's side was actually superstitious, not to that extreme, um, but it was just funny. I, I found it interesting, actually, the things that she would say or come up with. Uh, but for me growing up that I've learned to let go, there was just so much pressure and no disrespect to my community and, and my culture, but that whole you've got to get a pluses like an a minus, you know, would upset our world. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Let me tell you something about me. <laughs> there was a time when I had missed probably 75 days of regular school. And if I passed that class, it was a, a miracle. So, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have survived in your in your family. No, no, yeah, no. And so it was always that um, get good grades, do extracurricular activities, you're in sports, do well, you know, and to an extent, that's cool. And growing up, though, as an adult, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. Yeah. And so as you hear this, you know, you are enough and – just you being you or you, if this is your best today, that's okay. You know what I mean? So that was something that I definitely didn't grow up with. And boy, is it freeing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more question about our younger years. Um, if you 
could see into the future where you are now, what would you have told your younger self? And it doesn't have to be your five-year-old self, maybe like youth, young adult. What advice would you have given yourself? I would have said to my younger self, this too shall pass. (laughs) Because I just worried about the wrong things. Again, you know, my upbringing was very intense and very strange in the way that we, I was just worried about the wrong things. I'll, I'll, put, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to make it sound like my parents taught me some. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but some things you just shouldn't be worried about. And I worried about some strange stuff. Yeah. So that's your message is this too shall pass. Yeah. I think same kind of vein. I would just tell myself it's going to be all right. You're going to get through this. And. It, it, it's just, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, you just, I just remember all the stresses and overthinking and like, it's the end of the world kind of thing. So I want to. Well, just, look, can we talk about that briefly? Yeah. I know we're running it's short okay. on time, but our parents taught that the world was ending. I mean, like that was the. I thought we weren't going to keep talking about our parents. I know, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just being real. And I want the listener to kind of have an understanding of that that parental direction that was happening when we were kids was about the end of the world and everything was going to get you. The boogeyman, God, the <laughs> devil. It was like everything was working yeah. to get you or attack you. The strangers in the world going to get you. These people going to get you. And it was like, man, is there any safety in this? Right. And some people may not understand what we're talking about. And if you don't, so happy for you. Yeah, I am so happy um, for you. But yeah. But those of you that know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. If, and then including that was the rapture for me younger. That was real scary. Um, the Lord's going to yeah, come. You listen to that song. It's got this attached to it. And and so, yeah, that's just a whole lot. And, and oh, we can have a whole nother podcast we really based could. on that. We really could. And then my last advice to myself would have been think for yourself. Yeah. Trust yourself. Trust right? yourself. Yeah. Trust your gut. Well, if our moms are listening, we love you. <laughs> you know, it's unconditional. Yes, we do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and we're not judging. We've made our mistakes as parents and this is how we learn. But man, if you are a parent, ease up on your kids. And if, you know, as an adult, uh, go back in time. It's always a good journey back. A lot of the laughs and then some of the things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> things that make you say, hmm. Right. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, we hope you have a good day. And you know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every day.